Beneath the shadow of his ubiquitous Stetson, his jaw looked square and rough with a couple days' beard. Em here is just excited about Christmas. Someone is gonna get murdered, Emily said, if you don't get out of here. Is that any way to talk to your baby's godfather? Hey, he said, leaning left to peer past Emily, who stood her ground like a small mixed-race soldier. That looks real nice. The blue spruce they'd cut from the shelter belt just a few hours before stood smack dab in front of the window adjacent to the porch. A little sparse on the left side and kind of tall for the room, but I could fix that if you'd just let me. He took a step forward, at which time Emily smacked him in the chest with her fist. Her unruly dreadlocks swung with the force of her punch. Ouch, he said, though it seemed unlikely he felt the blow through the insulation of his canvas jacket. Is that any way for a mother to act in front of her own baby? Get out, she insisted, then turned narrowed eyes toward Casey. Tell him to mind his own business. But Casey's heart was still working on returning to its pre-emergency rhythm. Holy Hannah, she said, exhaling finally. You scared about twenty years off my life expectancy. Oh, Emily's cheeks reddened a little. Eight months earlier, when she'd first arrived at the ranch, homeless and pregnant, Casey would have sworn the girl didn't know how to blush. But motherhood or some other form of ineffable magic had changed that and a host of other things. Sorry, she said, but he can't come in. I just want to see my goddaughter, Colt said. His eyes gleamed with mischief and something Casey didn't dare consider. She and Colt had known each other since grade school, when he had tormented her to distraction. During high school, the torments had morphed into something closer to titillation. But only a fool would forget the wild-eyed boy's penchant for stuffing grasshoppers into chocolate milk cartons. I'd better come in and make sure her mama's screaming didn't scare her. Your goddaughter is fine, Emily said. You're the one who's going to need attention if you don't shape up. What's going on? Casey asked, and stepped cautiously into the breach. It was probably a mistake. Being close to Colt Dickinson was always fraught with a dozen dangers she could neither catalog nor fully understand. His tilted grin, for instance, made her intestines twist in an unacceptable manner. But a girl would have to be brain dead to forget about sodden grasshoppers or the adult equivalent, which she wasn't entirely sure she was capable of identifying at this juncture. I'm wrapping his gift, Emily said, nodding vaguely toward a box half-enclosed in environmentally responsible newspaper. And he's trying to peek. I'm not, Colt said. He sounded genuinely offended, but despite the fact that he had spent a good deal of every day on the lazy over the past several months, Casey wasn't positive he was genuinely anything. He was male, after all, and a rodeo cowboy, and inexplicably fond of insects, none of which suggested constancy. You just want to know what I got you, Emily insisted. Are you accusing me of lying? He asked, and spread brown fingers over the place on his chest where a normal person's heart would reside. Colt Dickinson was not a normal person. Casey had decided that twenty years earlier, upon the discovery of a wood frog in the pocket of her denim jacket. Yes, Emily said. How can you wound me like that? Colt asked, eyes tragic. I'm little blisses. Seriously, Casey said, 
seeing no end to the drama in sight. I thought the roof was coming down when you yelled. I know it. She's so loud, Colt chided, shaking his head at the little mother. You've probably upset the baby. I'd better check on her. The baby's fine. It's you, she began. But just then, little Bliss woke with a bleat of despair. One tiny hand had escaped her swaddling and waved abruptly in the air. Emily glanced toward her with that wild expression reserved for new mothers and prey animals. You stay out, she ordered, and went to console her infant. Colt watched her go, then leaned one canvas-clad shoulder against the door jamb as she lifted Bliss from her swing. His eyes, Casey noticed, were soft and warm now, and though his smile had ramped down from mischievous demon to happy sprite, it rarely disappeared completely. Maybe that was why it was so pathetically difficult to think like a rational person when he was near.